quick a bit. You're dead. You'll be dead for 30 years. Scoopy stories. Scoopy. Hello, welcome to Boo Ha Ha, a podcast where I, Emily Faye Coleman, will read spooky stories to a guest or something. Uh, this is only episode two. I am still finding out who I am, kind of like a kid from Dawson's Creek or that guy from Into the Wild that died. We'll cover him in a later episode. Uh, so I am here with my guest, April Gallaty from the Bless Your Heart podcast. Hello. Um, I am very happy to have you here. You are oh, very, thank you. very thank funny. You. This is very fun. I'm excited. I love ghost stories. Um, yes, I was excited to have you on because you are um, spookier than I am even. So. <laughs> I do have the Adams Family tattooed on my arms. See, that's automatic spooky. Mm-hmm. All I can claim is the wallpaper from the Haunted Mansion. And I'm resting up against it. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah, I do have that on a... Yeah, you have home too. Oh yeah, and I and I know I'm not as big of a Disney nerd as you, but I know, I know my Disney stuff, some <laughs> of it anyway. I like to throw that Captain EO poster in on the wall just because it's kind of a deep cut. That's a very deep Unless cut. Unless yeah. you were a child of the '90s or the early '80s or it's late '80s. Late '80s, yeah. See, when I lived in Florida, I had a friend named Todd who was there. He was our resident like Disney expert. <laughs> And he worked for Disney, and I don't know if you know this or not, but the Disney departments once a year have a Disney trivia contest. Oh, God. Where each of the departments have to elect someone in their department to go up against people in the other departments. <laughs> and then they have, like, a trivia off, and then the winner from those offices then go up against people in other offices from other like states. Like regionals? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes way big, yeah. Um yeah, my family won't play Disney trivia with me anymore. You should get a job with Disney. You'll become a well-appreciated employee. That's actually the dream. Um, I've always wanted to be a character at Disneyland mm. or work on one of the rides, specifically Jungle Cruise, because that's where comedians who can't make it go. <laughs> <laughs> or the Haunted Mansion, just because I want to do the drag your bodies to the dead center of the room line that they tell you when you're getting on the elevator. Oh, yes. Um, but... Ironically, having a full forearm Disney tattoo has uh, excluded me from ever working for Disney parks. That's interesting. You can't even wear long sleeves all the time? Uh, you can, but but that's hot. The parks are in California and, and Florida. Florida. Yeah, true. I, what about, um, well, you could go to Paris. I could go to Paris. Yeah, they have cold weather. And, <laughs> and he is the minimal French that I've retained. <laughs> Oh, God, I don't think. And, and of course, me having like a southern accent, that would be even worse because I'm like, bonjour, guys. You know, it doesn't work out. <laughs> bonjour, y'all. Bonjour, y'all. That was an awful southern accent. That no, was... that was good, actually. Oh, it's better than some I've heard. Yeah. I, I don't get regions down because I like I know they're specific to different regions. Like there's definite like Floridian accent versus like Miss, Mississippi, Mississippian, mm-hmm. Mississippian. I don't know. Someone from Mississippi. A person from Mississippi has a very specific accent. Yes, that's true. Because it's 50 years older than all the other accents. (laughs) Mississippi is the Florida of the South. And Florida is the Florida of the North. (laughs) Just so you know. (laughs) No, I always forget that Florida is the South. Mm -hmm. 
Um, well, Flor- there, Florida actually should be two states. If you cut it down just above uh, the middle of the state, everything from that up is the south, and everything from that down is Florida. Uh, Florida. Yeah, it's, it's, it's where old people go to die. God's waiting room. Yes. So we're going to get into our first story, which is nowhere near the south unless my geography is as shitty as I think it is because it takes place in Cincinnati. Okay. Ohio's definitely the north. Midwest, maybe? I thought maybe. Um, I didn't know Oklahoma was closer to the south than the Midwest. See, I I take umbrage with that because I will have people from Oklahoma tell me, they're like, oh, yeah, we're from, I'm from Oklahoma. I'm a southerner. I'm like, no, you're not. I, you're a middle-of-the-nation desert person with a southern <laughs> accent is what you are. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Pioneer Women, and they have Midwestern, like, recipes mm-hmm. and qualities, but... They have southern accents, and it's very confusing. Yeah, it is. It's very weird. It's it's a we- it's it's western desert with, I, I would say western desert. Yeah, my sister lived there. Eh, maybe not that far out, but it's desert. It's yucky. Mm-hmm. It's yucky. It's just flat. Yeah, I li- my sister lived in Oklahoma when I was like eight, and I remember going and visiting and being outside in the like dusky time yeah. like playing with the kids in the neighborhood and they were like watch out for the holes on the f- ground i'm like what are the holes and they're like well they're not holes they just look like holes because from where you are once you get up on them they're giant spiders like like desert oh, tarantulas fuck that. yeah that yeah they just come out and wander around they're like make sure you don't leave your shoes out i'm like mm. yeah so cincinnati ohio which is not the south it's the middle it's fuck no one wants to go there nobody knows where it's at they have a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Is that where that is? See, I don't even know that. Cleveland is in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, so they have Drew Carey, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and... Do they get to claim Drew Carey? Oh, that's where the Drew Carey show took place. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, see, I don't pick up on details. I'm one of those people that's like, I the, don't... The theme song has a, a line that says Cleveland rocks. I thought that was the one with the kids. You're not... No, it's not that 70s show. Yeah, the 70, that 70, isn't that where they were like... Oh, wait, it is. But No, they're Wisconsin, right? They're like, Wisconsin, right? In yeah. I... <laughs> well, um, I need to brush up on my... No, I'm brain dead, and so it kind of seeps out into other people. And because I make people doubt, like, because I doubt what I think all the time, I make other people think, they're like, maybe I am wrong. No, it's, you're probably right. I'm going to look into it still. Um, not right now. We demand an update. Uh, I'll tweet it. Don't worry about it. At BooHaHaPod. Um, so this is the story of the screaming bridge of Maud Hughes Road. And before anyone gets their hopes up, the bridge doesn't actually scream. Oh, I don't want anyone to be disappointed like I was. Uh, I mean, the story's not dis- I hope it's not disappointing. But this, there's no screams coming from the actual structure. And I know I did a story about screaming skulls in the last episode, but screaming is scary. So we're going to deal with it. Yeah, I don't like to be surprised like that. Um, so, located between Princeton and Milliken Roads in Liberty Township, the Screaming Bridge has several potential sources for its name. The most logical of which is that the original bridge there was grooved and caused to sound like a scream when cars drove across it. Oh, that's neat. Would, would it be the... Um what what was it like grooves in I've the road? I've been trying to figure that out since I wrote down the story. Um, I think it might be like when you're in a parking garage mm-hmm. and you're turning, which is 
I'm sorry my cat is putting her ass in your face. It's okay. We're good. She just wrapped it. Almost had a cat mustache. She does that. <laughs> yeah, I groove so it makes screaming sounds. I, I that has ha- to be what it is. Because, I mean, there's a highway somewhere. See, this is, this is my problem. I always have, like, just little bits of information. Um, there's a highway somewhere that has, like, grooves put onto the road. Like, if you go a certain speed, it plays a... Like, you hear a certain song through the... Z- 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 z as you're going along. Yeah, so. yeah. And have you been across the bridge here in Portland where... Which bridge? Yeah, right. The bridge. You know, that bridge. Um, the steel bridge. It's the one that's got the open grate oh, on the right. bottom. Oh, God, I hate that one. And it makes that... I think that might be... Yeah, kind of like the strips on the side of the road that keep drivers from falling asleep. I wonder if that's what makes that sound. That's screaming. I get into these loops where, like, in the last one, I was giving, like, the history of the Tower of London, and now we're going to get into the science of... Of car. What makes roads <laughs> scream? This is not a science podcast. Okay, I'll talk um, about <laughs> uh, So that is a really boring explanation, obviously. So uh, locals have done their best to contribute a number of possible other explanations, most of them concerning violent deaths occurring on or near the bridge that would produce ghosts that are inclined to scream. Mm. I mean, I figure if you're going to jump off of a bridge, you're going to scream, right? Funny you should bring that up. Okay. One story details the gruesome demise of two men who were scalded to death when a locomotive they were on exploded on the railroad tracks that the bridge spans. That is all the information I have on that story. So it's a, it's a train bridge? Um, it goes over train tracks. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's a really boring looking bridge. <laughs> okay. Like, it's not like a covered bridge like that one in Beetlejuice or anything. Oh, it's, okay. Yeah. Um, it's just a bridge with, like, the metal guards on the side okay um no covering or anything I just, ah, see i'm curious now i gotta know why it screams like i want to now i want to go to ohio and drive across this bridge so i can find out why it screams that could also account for the bright lights that people have seen coming towards them when they're on the bridge um like down below bright oh, lights okay. uh the phantom light allegedly caused the deaths of an entire school bus full of children when the bus driver swerves suddenly in an effort to avoid a bright ball of light <laughs> Dead children aren't funny. No, but I started laughing when you started laughing. I'm like, okay. It's just, when you imagine the worst possible scenario, it's a school bus full of dead children. Why are they going across the bridge at night? I mean, um, field trip, I guess. It's hard to say. Band trip, who knows. A school bus full of dead children. Yay. I mean, no. Uh, So they're said to haunt it as well. So there's some people there. There's also a tale of a woman being shoved, or she jumped, uh, depends on who you ask, from the bridge during a heated argument with her lover, the sounds of which, it said, can still be heard if you're very quiet. She was, she she jumped, air quotes. Yeah, well, if you're standing there arguing with somebody, it's like, well, fuck you, bro. You Um, know, like, The more in-depth story that I heard was that they were driving over the bridge and they were arguing and she decided to fucking tuck and roll and bail and just out of the car which already the logistics of it don't make sense but she managed to jump out of the car over the metal guardrail and then realized that it wasn't like water they were going under or over it was the ground so that's not good now what yeah yeah 
See, I, I hate to be like this, but sometimes I just think about things like, well, if if you thought it was a good idea to do something as dramatic as tuck and roll over you an argument. You might have deserved to you fall You might have deserved it. Yeah, yeah. It's more of an overpass than a bridge, but. Still high enough to cause problems. It is. Another story, and this one is my favorite, is of a couple breaking down at the bridge. The boyfriend leaves the area to go find help, like you do. Mm -hmm. uh, when he returns to the car and his girl, she is nowhere to be found. That is, until he hears a steady, slow, creaking sound coming from the side of the bridge. And notice that the rope t there's a rope tied to the car, hanging over the guardrail. And that she was hanging from the end of that rope uh, by her neck. Okay, and they don't know if it was a murder or a suicide? Uh, the guy also died on the bridge, although circumstances surrounding that death are hard to research. Maybe he just pulled a, a, a Romeo and Juliet just in the opposite direction. <laughs> um, I, I've heard some rumors that it was an assailant, but oh, okay. that seems very complicated. That is complicated. And you hang, you, you tie a rope to a car, you get it around a, probably a fighting girl's neck, Toss her off the side of a bridge. Hang out and wait. And wait on a bridge where there is nowhere to hide unless you're, like, off the bridge in the trees or in the trunk. Maybe he was on the other side of the car, and then oh. every time the guy walked around the car, he just goes around it, too. So they're doing this like little... Benny Hill Yeah, kind of like a Benny Hill sketch. <laughs> they're just going... Du, 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 you know. <laughs> oh, no, I can't... I can't... I don't remember Yakety Sacks. Why is that not in my brain anymore? I know, like... There you go. So, yeah, he was murdered? Question mark? Murdered? You know, being the constable that arrives on the... Yeah. On the what year was this? Uh, I would assume since it's a car and, like, my brain, it's the 50s, but... Probably, yeah, definitely. Because you can't get away with that now. Oh, no. It has to be pre-cell phone. Yeah, because you just call AAA. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to guess, like, 50s. Yeah, That's when probably. everyone was getting murdered. For no reason. Yeah. And then the 80s was when people were snatching kids. Yes, that was very big in the 80s. Uh, also the 90s. Mm -hmm. The 90s and early 2000s were also when we were catching a lot of the serial killers that were doing stuff in the 80s and the 70s. Mm -hmm. uh, like BTK and Jeffrey Dahmer. And Did, I heard a, this is completely off topic, but I heard a, like a theory that the reason we don't hear about kids being snatched so much anymore is because all of us that lived through, because right now all of us that lived through the 80s and 90s are the ones that now have small children. And because they remember that, they're super oh, like, on top of They don't let the free roam children happen as yeah. much anymore. No, definitely. Yeah, so. I mean, you have enough Amber Alerts and missing kids that it becomes like, yeah. less of an issue and people are more vigilant. So it's not that there's less pedophiles out there. They just don't have the... They don't have opportunities. They don't have the opportunities, yeah. <laughs> Can't give them those opportunities. Um, Come on, let your kids be free roam. Jeez. Yeah, I don't have a good theory for why we have fewer serial killers, though. I, mean, I don't think we do. Oh. I don't think we do. They're, we're hunting one right now. It's true. There's, it's in Florida, isn't mm -hmm. it? It's and there's one in Northern California? Is it a question mark? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Golden State Killer is a long time ago, but they're still out yeah. there. Well, well, isn't the theory that there's like 200 operating in the United States at any given time? It's Yeah. Um, I feel like, and this is going to make me sound like the worst person in the world, but I left a school bus full of children, so um, serial killers. A closet full of women isn't going to throw you off. Are getting boring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
because you can shoot people. Like, that's why Son of Sam is such a goddamn letdown. Yeah, because he could have caused so much more mayhem. He just shot people, and he wasn't even good at it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's why Jeffrey Dahmer is, like, top tier. Like, if you're going to murder someone and be a piece of trash, make it interesting for everyone else. Exactly. Or be like Ted Bundy and be like, you know. Well, he... um. He was an interesting man. He was a very interesting man. You know, speaking of ghosts and that sort of thing, because we were talking, one of the things Damon and I did, uh, Damon's my husband, a few years ago, uh, is we did a ghost tour in Orlando, Florida. And one of the things we did was went through the courthouse, the downtown courthouse in Orlando, where Ted Bundy was tried. Nice. And they have, (laughs) so funny, it's a wooden table in the courthouse, and he carved his name in the table, and they put a piece of plexiglass over it. I heard about that. Mm -hmm. I have a picture of it somewhere. Um, but yeah, he fucked dead bodies. Like he made it. Didn't he have a toolbox full of nipples? I believe. Uh, no, that was Ed Gein. Oh, that was Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Oh, okay. Um, I can't keep them all straight. And maybe, oh fuck, what was his name? He was in the season of Mindhunter. I Henry seen Lee. That yet. No, not Henry Lee Lucas. Uh, okay, this one I'm actually gonna check. <laughs> um, You're like, okay, I'm pulling out the. Phone. Ed Kemper. I don't know him. Uh, he was the co-ed killer. Uh, he uh, operated in California in the. 70s 80s Mm -hmm. it would have to have been the 60s and 70s if he was on Mindhunter but he would decapitate women and then fuck the heads ah (laughs) okay I gotta ask I have to ask from which direction I don't know um I haven't looked into it. I, I'm going to. I'm going to make it. I'm just going to do a little bit. I would assume forward because there's a spine that you have to That's worry what about. I was about to say. I was like, ah, the spinal column will tear his dick up. So it has to be through the mouth. Because you can at least pull the teeth out if you have to. <laughs> I need to mark this podcast with a mature stamp. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, um, you forget who you're talking to. All right, so a uh, potential serial killer on that bridge, I guess, who's going around strangling people, which, I mean, points for creativity. Right? Uh, the final tale um, tells of a distraught mother throwing her newborn baby from the bridge before hanging herself, leaving behind an apparition of herself to continually scream in agony over her poor choices. Uh, this is actually the basis for a lore surrounding a number of bridges across the United States known as Crybaby Bridges, oh. which is a creepy name, but it would also make a really great gangster name or an outlaw country name. Hmm. For Bla- yeah, Blake. Hey, yeah. Cry- Blake Shelton could write a song about it since <laughs> called, he's the sexiest Crybaby Bridge. Yeah. He's not even the sexiest Blake. No. No, he's not. I'm really disappointed. Or the sexiest person that Gwen Stefani's been married to. Like, he's... He excels in no, and, and no I categories. I saw somebody, I saw somebody post a tweet that was like Blake Shelton, uh, world's sexiest neckbeard, or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, they're like, I'll give him that title, but that's about it. Um, his album like feature is the when you have Comcast and you do on demand, they have that like clips that are promoing things that play over and over again. Mm-hmm. And he has a Q and A that's on there, and they play a bit of a song, and one of the lyrics is like. You park your car in the drive and I'll park my truck in the grass. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You're going to kill the grass. I know. Do you know how much work I do on this lawn, asshole? Don't park does truck not care my... about the yeah. lawn. Oh, Man does God. not care about his woman. I mean, I imagine Gwen would be pretty pissed if he parked his truck on the, on the lawn. I imagine so. I don't know. Once you get into that kind of money, do you even really care? Uh, I mean, they probably have a gardener. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and and fuck him, right? Like, yeah, who fucking cares what the gardener has Ugh. to put up with? I'm I'm sure that's the attitude. So fuck it. Uh, so look out for the new Blake Shelton track, "Cry um. Baby Bridge." <laughs> um, but yeah, they have them all over the country, and they all usually have that element of a mom throws her baby off, drowns her kids under it, a kid falls off. It's always a baby drowning or falling off the bridge hmm, interesting um and then a mom who's upset about it. it has a lot of ties into uh white lady not like white ladies but like why do you want women drown their babies um i think it, it's a manifestation of postpartum depression i know but why is that the 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 choice because they're they weak ass bitches i don't know i guess it's the, i don't know you gotta be tough broad to take uh, uh, another living squirming thing and hold it underwater I don't know, and I'm sure there are other incidents of um, women of color doing the same thing, but it's also that whole dead, less dead concept where black people are, according to, like, police and, like, efforts put forth to solve cases, less dead than, like, cute white girls. Less dead? Is that what you said? Less dead. Uh, hmm, that's an interesting... Oh. And, like, sex workers, their cases don't get, like, the backing. Is like, you remember that fucking Brooke Wilberger case? Yeah. Because she was a cute Christian white girl. Right. Well, uh, Patrice O'Neill does a jo- or did a joke uh, similar to that. He was on stage. In fact, I think it's on his last special where he's talking to the audience and he goes, hey, what's that girl's name that got grabbed in uh, Aruba? And everybody's like, Natalie Holloway. And he's like, yeah. And then he goes, and what about that Spanish woman in Brazil? Yeah. Exactly. It, yeah. And and he's like, you know who the blonde headed lady is? Yeah, that sucks. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's. It might be more common than we think, but, like, Diane Downs gets more credit for it because she's a white lady who, whatever. So, it's so weird. Well, too, you know, talking about all the shit that's going on, like, in the in the news and stuff right now, you know, I've heard other comedians talk about it, and my husband and I talk about this quite a bit every time we see something come up on the news. There's certain things, mass shootings and shit like that, that is white dude things. Oh, it is. The, the white dude, uh, ma- uh, uh, most of the time serial killers are white dudes, mass shooters are white dudes. You, you very rarely, that is not as, I forget the comedian, but he was like, that is not black people shit. That's not even lady shit. That's yeah. yeah, that's that's white dude shit. Yeah. Um, I believe the overwhelming majority of serial killers are white men. I can think of one black serial killer and it's still a dude. Hmm. And yeah, there are female. And I can only think of one black mass shooter and it's two dudes. Remember it was in it was the that pl- the, I'm sorry, that army dude and his stepson. It was a black guy oh, and uh, his the the sniper from like yeah. The, yeah. This was about ten years ago. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, because when they figured out it was like a black dude and everything, everybody was like, What? That's not a black dude. Exactly. <laughs> um like who pissed him off? Killing a lot of people is a white man thing. Yeah. Um so yeah, whatever happened on that bridge left it with the common thread that you can hear a woman scream. Screams, huh? um, so that is the screaming bridge of Maud Hughes Road. Mm-hmm. Um, boring bridge, great stories. That is what, yeah, I guess I guess you got to make things more exciting, you know, with the, yeah. Little uh, towns. Like I said, I was, you know, I'm from a little town. We have all those kinds of stories. I too. am also from a little town, but it's more white trash than like homey. Mm. Looking oh, well, at you, Vanita, Oregon. Looking at you. Um, <laughs> No, I love, like, those covered bridges and stuff I find super, super creepy. 
Um, and it might be from Beetlejuice. Uh, Beetlejuice specifically, yeah. and like Stephen King novels and shit. Always, you know, it's really funny when I think of uh, covered bridges. I always think of um, Madison County. Yes. <laughs> I always do. I think, and I think of uh, what's his name, the old dude. Um, fuck, Clint Eastwood. I always think of Clint Eastwood when I think of covered bridges, and I just think of old dudes. Oh, I just think of Gina Davis in that dress. Do you know I never saw that movie, but I have enough pop culture knowledge. You've about never it. seen Beetlejuice? No, 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 no. Uh, bridges in oh, Madison County. Okay. Was like, Jesus. Oh, I've never seen it either. Have you ever wa- have you gone back and watched Beetlejuice in the past couple of years? Oh, yeah, I watched it like uh, two weeks ago. Did you see Jack? Did you know Jack Skellington makes his first appearance in that movie? I did not. He does. He's on top of Beetlejuice's hat in when he's the carousel. I or, will be investigating. Yeah, that. the car- uh, yeah the carousel when he's the carousel. Jack is sitting around on top of his head. Um, no, Beetlejuice is one of my favorite movies, and it's also I have it on VHS. I and wonder why I don't have any Beetlejuice tattoos. <laughs> I yeah, I wonder that myself. Um, but my copy has, you remember TBS did dinner in a movie where they would have a cooking segment and yeah. then they would show a movie. My VHS has that dinner in a movie segment <laughs> where they make a uh, dearly departed soul, Dover soul. Uh, with S-O-L-E? Yes. With uh, beet sauce. Yeah. That sounds gross. That's actually really good. Is I, uh, it? Okay. I made it because Why I was not? curious. Yeah. yeah. That was our first story. Uh, you know, this is a lot about our personality types because you watch horror films and things like that and you see something and you go, huh, I'm going to make that meal. <laughs> I watch things like a horror film and I watch things like uh, Elvira and I go, huh, I need to learn how to to uh, to turn pasties. Yeah, yeah, did yeah. you ever see the end? Of, did you ever see the Elvira movie? I have not. Oh, you must see this. <laughs> this is the greatest movie of all time, the Elvira movie. At the end, she um she does the whole pasties thing where she has pasties on and she does the whole da 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 and get. Of course, I found out years later that I think they cut away, and so when it's just a close up on the boobs, yeah, it's not her. Oh, kind of like when Terry Crews did nip syncing with Jimmy Fallon, and <laughs> <laughs> they uh, had to like Photoshop or. Um, CGI Jimmy's face on like a buff white dude's uh, body. <laughs> Why? Because uh, Jimmy can't do that thing with his uh. Oh, you're talking about the peck yeah, jumping. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would. Oh, uh, I forgot Terry Crews does do that. Yeah, very they well, did it in, in time. I want to say it, they did a duet of Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm throwing your show. I throw everybody's no, show off. I'm sorry. No, that's the whole point of the show is that I provide some loose stories, but that's the way my show goes. Um, as opposed to Afternoonified, where I try to like educate people while I watch my co-host put washi tape on her face as she's listening to me. Is she, is she that bored that she's putting washi um, tape on her face? We were Skyping in, so it was oh, okay. less of an interactive, but I was talking about exorcisms, and she has, like, washi tape that she made herself a mask with. How silly. Well, then she had to take it off, so I win. Yeah, well, yeah. Did you have, did you record the video of her doing that? I have pictures of yeah, her with her. Good um, thing. And it's yellow washi tape, so it looks like her face is covered with, like, American cheese singles. <laughs> great um our second story is uh i don't have a fun title for this it's just the story of the drish house when they can't all be screaming bridges so whatever (laughs) um 
I am prefacing the story by saying it is, like the bridge, an ugly fucking house. Uh, <laughs> it is weird and square, stacked on squares, and it's in like this treeless lot in Tuscaloosa, 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 Alabama. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of L's and O's in that. There's one L. I don't. Tuscaloosa? Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, Put an extra plant- C in there. <laughs> it's a plantation home, and... For some reason, I didn't think that Alabama was doing a huge, like, cotton business, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's... I don't know where the South is arranged and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know it's there, and I know, like, Mississippi is next to Louisiana, which is next to Texas. mm Mm-hmm. That's it. And Florida is, like, next to Mississippi. Mm Mm-hmm. It kind of. It's, like, under it. Yeah. Something like that. Somewhat, something like, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess cotton was mostly grown in uh, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Louisiana. Isn't Maybe Kentucky? Most of the South? Mm-hmm. Uh, like the swampier regions, kind of. No, I don't think you need, no, you need drier land for, for cotton. Huh. I don't know a lot about the cotton biz. Um, I know a lot about plantation life because when I was a kid, I got this book about life on a plantation in the late 1700s did they tell you how happy the slaves were and Um, how much they they sang actually they did a pretty good job of like not traumatizing me but also being like but being kind of honest yeah it's like yeah the slaves didn't have a lot of shit and like their owner gave them clothes and stuff but he wasn't the best about it right that kind of thing um so i know a lot about daily life on plantations in i want to say north carolina okay and um, that's where tobacco's grown. Tobacco north and south, I think. Yes. Uh also cotton and mm-hmm. yeah. Peanuts. So this is uh the Drish plantation. <laughs> I was listening to that episode of Bless Your Heart where you guys were talking about boiled peanuts. And I'm a little jealous that you guys could just buy them on the side of the road. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll see. Now you you need to make that trip out to Disney World. Yeah. Go in February. There's still gonna be a dude out on the street selling just pick any small town on your way to disney world and just drive around you'll find somebody selling boiled peanuts Uh, yeah and i kind of want to go to disney world because they have this cafe that has a breakfast sandwich but instead of bread it's pop tarts really yes and i've made it at home and uh it tested very well with Mm -hmm. the audience of me Mm -hmm. but it's Mm -hmm. two strawberry pop tarts bacon american cheese egg that sounds amazing. It's really good. <laughs> that sounds amazing. So our story begins in 1817, as all good stories begin. The Owen brothers and their sister, Sarah McKinney, a widow with a lot of money from her prior, prior marriage, uh, came from Norfolk, Norfolk, I'm someone from Virginia going to get on my ass, Norfolk District, Virginia, to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. There, Miss McKinney met and married Dr. John Drish, a local physician who himself was a widower. He had a daughter named Catherine who, heartbroken by a love affair which her father had terminated, I hate the word terminated, uh, and further tormented by a miserable marriage, had lost her mind. So, it's going really well. Two dead spouses, crazy daughter, nothing can go wrong. Right. Around 1830, the Drish House was built on the outskirts of Tuscaloosa. It was an imposing plantation home featuring one of the most distinctive mixes. I copy and pasted this sentence because I disagree. (laughs) Distinctive mixes of Greek Revival and Italianate styles in Alabama. 
it looks like a Greek temple. Like it's that very like square. Okay. I'll show you a picture. Um I don't know why I hate it so much. I'm curious if it looks like does it, it but it doesn't look like normal plantation homes. It does not because it's not it, the classic Georgian style. No, I, I love plantation homes. I do too. Um I have, I, I have plantations. Uh I have uh what they call plantation uh blinds in my home. <laughs> oh. It looks like a church. I know. It looks like a basilica. Musil- how, a basilica, a- like like a mission style. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And it's just. And that's the most haunted house in Alabama. Hmm. Yeah. It's probably the designer because he hates what he left behind. <laughs> it's like, knock it down. Um, so Dr. Drish was unfortunately not a good manager of his estate. Uh, it was widely reported that he gambled and drank and wasn't great at either of those things. <laughs> Uh, Often he would take a boatload, which, like an actual boatload of (laughs) cotton, from his plantation down the river to sell in Mobile, Alabama, uh, but would return with nothing except a hangover and a boat that was still full of cotton. (laughs) Hey, Mr. Drish, what are you doing here? Oh, you know, I got myself a boatload of cotton I got to get rid of. (laughs) Yeah, because I read boatload, and I forgot (laughs) that it was near a river, and I was like... This is a weirdly uh, informal word for this formal story. Oh, actual boatload. Boat mm-hmm. um, so after one such trip, tormented by guilt and sadness over his daughter's increasing madness, because remember, crazy daughter, mm-hmm. uh, he broke from the restraining arms of serf slaves. He had slaves. He broke their arms? Uh, he broke from the restraining arms. So like he... Oh, did, I like, see. Okay. Yeah. He was very dramatic about it. Um, and then he ran from his room and ended up falling down the curved stairway or maybe threw himself from it. Uh, regardless, he died. And, you know, as one is wont to do after falling downstairs. Mm-hmm. So Dr. John Drish is dead. Uh, Sarah, now a widow again, was devastated. Uh, the doctor had left an elaborate burial requests for his funeral, and she ensured that these were carried out to the letter. There is no word on what these arrangements were, just that they were elaborate. I'd have to dig him up. Did he want like a chocolate fountain at the reception? <laughs> Did he request his favorite jeweled butt plug? Did he want to be like marionetted? <laughs> My father-in-law said that he wants to have, uh, when he dies, he wants one of those hidden plates on the floor next to the casket. And he wants a recording of his voice going, hey, thanks for coming. And then when you <laughs> step on it, it says that in his hand, he wants a rope on But like the old fashioned, like really bad, like just knotted rope, just like, hey, how's it going? Hey, thanks for coming. Just like that. And I was like, he was like, promise me I'll do that. And I promised him, I even recorded his voice for it. And then he got married to his wife that he's married to now. And she's like, no, that's not oh, happening. Way to be a party pooper. I know, right? <laughs> Krista, you're getting called out. <laughs> I, I definitely want a chocolate fountain at my wake. Um, Have you seen the commercials for the, there's a, there's some sort of a, a, a funeral home here in P- Portland. Like it shows all these like, people mostly old people but like even young kids going into this funeral home and they're all dressed in 70s gear and there's like a 70s party going on in the funeral home what yeah and they're like martha didn't live life like a normal person and she definitely didn't want to go out like a normal are they advertising alternative funerals yes they are um in portland well yeah if Uh, i find out the name of the funeral home i'll let you know yeah i did some cursory research because I did an episode of Afternoon to Fight on Mortuary Science. Mm-hmm. 
um, which is embalming and stuff. And I had to like cover alternative burials. Um, and I want to do the thing where they freeze dry you and then uh, vibrate you until you break apart into pieces. Neat. Damon and I want to be cremated and added to like a tree urn. Oh, yeah. yeah where they grow a tree out of it yes. and then drop it off in the national forest somewhere. That's what we want to do. Uh, related to that and Disneyland, uh, some people have gotten arrested for sprinkling human remains in Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, and they have to shut those things down when that happens, and sometimes for days. Yeah, uh, because there's human on the ride. Yes, there's human on the ride. I've been at Disney. We went one year, um, and we went to the Haunted Mansion. It was closed down, and there was a note, and w- you could. Uh, we went up and asked like some of the employees and stuff, and they were like, "No." It's been an unusual customer issue. We found out later somebody had tried to dump ashes and they got caught. Um, there was an electrician at uh, Phantom Manor in uh, Disneyland Paris who was doing some work and electrocuted himself and died. Oh, no. Uh, so Phantom Manor is definitely haunted, like by a real ghost. That's amazing. I mean, how many people get to go out and say, I died in the Haunted Mansion? Well, not a lot of people because they're dead. This is true. Well, that one's full because <laughs> don't they all, isn't that the story? They have room for one more? 999, and that's the one room. more. That's so, the one more for that one, so. Your retirement plans are going to have to mm-hmm. change. Disney's uh, going to have to build more of these uh, Haunted Mansions. <laughs> so... She carried out his uh, weird requests, whatever they might have been, butt plugs, marionettes, chocolate fountain, maybe all three. After his death, she became obsessed with her grief, and she insisted that when she died, she was to have the exact burial as her husband. Uh, she even saved the candles that had been used at his wake so that they could be used at her funeral, Okay, which is just thrifty. That didn't really sit well with Sarah's spirit. So now she haunts the house. Um, Many see this failure to carry out uh, the widow's final request as the spark (laughs) that ignited the Drish house hauntings. You'll see why that's funny in a minute. Not long after Sarah's death, a local was alarmed to discover a fire burning in the front tower of the home. An emergency call was made, and yet when responders arrived, no fire was to be found. Reports of lights in the tower continued to come in. Though I imagine the local fire department doesn't check on them anymore. There are stories of a family who moved in sometime down the line after Sarah's death who had their own different stories. Upon uh, upon moving in, uh, they didn't know of any of the odd happenings, but were apparently perfectly fine with the fact that the second floor had been closed off after all the reports of fires and lights in the windows. Hmm. So they moved in and the people they bought it from were like, hey, just don't go on the second floor. And they were like, okay, cool. There's no way... Yeah. That's so silly. One I'd night, be all over that second floor. <laughs> one night, when one of the children was in bed with a headache, she heard someone open the door. Thinking it was her mother coming to check on her, she pretended to be asleep. She felt a blanket being pulled up over her, and the person left. As you can probably guess, the girl told her mother that she was pretending to be asleep, and her mother denied ever being in the room. Hmm. So, um, Sarah, I assume... And no story I found ever accounted for what happened to the crazy daughter. Nothing. Just there's a crazy daughter. (laughs) Maybe she still lives in the house. Maybe she lives in the walls. That's a possibility. Maybe that's what people are seeing the fires. They're like little controlled fires that she's like sitting in the window. Someone! Pay attention to me. I've been here for, I guess, over a hundred years. Yeah, like somebody, come on. It's not just Sarah, you assholes. Like I'm that, here, too. It's like that episode of Supernatural where those kids lived in the... Was that an episode of Supernatural? That's the one or with the two brothers, right? was that movie with Kirsten Stewart? There is a movie or a show where these people 
move into a house in the middle of nowhere because it's a horror movie or show Mm -hmm. and they think it's haunted but it turns out that there was a lady who had a kid that her like father didn't approve of so he like locked them in the cellar and now they live in the fucking walls and they're real people they're not ghosts how bizarre i want to say it was an episode of supernatural and in that kirsten stewart movie it was actually ghosts huh that's weird it is uh that's way creepier than ghosts to me is yeah like having a feral child living in your walls yeah well you heard uh, i read a story one time of course i in this day and age of the of the internet i don't know what's true and what's not anymore but yeah. i had read a story about a, a man and a woman who had bought a new house and they um it had sat unused for a long time yeah. and then they moved in and the wife kept hearing uh, people walking in the attic and she kept saying there's I, I hear people walking in the attic. It's really big mice. Yeah. And uh, the husband's like, oh, it's probably just, you know, your imagination, whatever. And then they were like, maybe it's ghosts. And they went through all the things. And finally, she convinced the husband to go check it out. Somebody was living up there. And what they were hearing, what she was hearing was the person walking around at night to go out yeah. while they were asleep. Yeah. Um, that's no, insane. I've heard, I've heard a couple stories about that. And there was this, I think it was on Reddit. Um, maybe that's where I read it. But uh, they found this, like, secret, like, opening to, like, a crawl space, and there was, like, their Halloween candy that had gone missing, and, like, stuff from around the house was, like, in this crawl space, uh, because someone had been living in it. So, I mean, I I think it happens. That's Um, more terrifying to me. There was a... Than even mice. Uh, this is actually a true story. I don't have names. I know the Dollop did an episode about it, um, with the My Favorite Murder Ladies as guests. But there was a woman who kept her lover in the attic of her house when she was married to someone else for like 10, 15 years. And he just never left the attic. I remember reading about that. Yeah. That, and that's insane. That's just. Oh, my God. I, mm. How do you. How, I love you so much, but I don't want to divorce my husband. Can you just live in my attic and I'll just bring you a sandwich every once in a while? That's, that doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, that's basically what happened. That doesn't make sense. Um, and I think he ended up murdering someone. <laughs> Well, okay, now, did he murder someone while he was living up there or before? After. Like, okay. He, he murdered someone, like, I think she died? I I don't remember exactly, but he murdered as a way to, like, get out. <laughs> That's, I guess, and to then, what, go to jail so somebody else is taking care of him? I mean, it's not the worst plan. No, no. As long as you can handle the inside, I guess. Um, <laughs> if you like these stories, please go watch the movie The Pact on Netflix. Yeah, I'm going to have to look that up now, too. Uh, it will ruin your life. Oh, awesome. Um, the house, the back to the Drish house. Mm-hmm. Um, the house changed ownership multiple times in the ensuing years, allegedly due to the paranormal activity. The building was used in apartments during Tuscaloosa's Tuscaloosa's population expansion. Uh, then it was a school owned by the Board of Education as a wrecking company, as a church. So it it was okay. It became a church. Uh, during which time an adjacent structure was built to house various Sunday school classes. Sunday school classes. I don't know. I read it. <laughs> Weird emphasis. Uh, these transitions brought the house into the late 20th century when the church finally closed in 1995 for financial reason- reasons. The house slipped into abandonment and was condemned. Hmm. I believe 
they have since renovated it because it is a historical landmark. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, plantations <coughs> are hard to come by. Do you know why? Why? Because they all burned down. And that believe it or not, funny. I have to tell that to many people. I've had many people in my life have gone, oh, man, it must be really nice seeing all those big, beautiful houses in the South. And I'm like, yeah. Not they, a lot left. Not a lot of them left. Really? Why? What happened? God you know, named Sherman came through and just kind of burned them all down. The Civil War happened. Yeah. Um, it is my dream to go on a plantation tour in, like, the bayous of Louisiana. I love the concept of a bayou, but I've realized that it. I like the concept of the bayou in terms of the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion movie and uh, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. It's hot and humid. I, bayous are disgusting. Yeah, I just They're like muddy. the idea of like just this house out in the middle of nowhere, and then there's like just water. I know it's probably awful, but in my head, it's all like misty and creepy, and there's a Tom Waits song playing <laughs> in the distance. I guess it is what you make it, you know. I'm sure I'll be vaguely disappointed, but nah, you'll probably just be super excited. Oh yeah, I couldn't handle the mosquitoes though. Those are rough. Those are rough. Yeah. There's a lot of things. I was just talking to my sister today, and one of the things I was like, she's like, are you coming home for Christmas? And I'm like, yep, and this is the last year. If you ever <laughs> want to see me again, you're going to have to come out west because I ain't doing it anymore. Over it? I'm over it. I'm, I'm over going out there. It costs thousands of dollars yeah, every yeah. time we go. Every time. Yeah, that is a downside. Yeah. Dude, if I had all the money that I spent going to back to the east coast since i moved out here 10 years ago i could put a down payment on another house Ugh. yeah that's just that's disgusting yeah luckily all my family is about 100 miles away oh that's good yeah um yeah i would love to like visit the south if not just to eat my way through the south mm-hmm. have you ever been to a waffle house i I don't think so. That's that's now that that's uh that's good drunk food. Don't you either go for breakfast first thing in the morning with like all your family and friends, uh-huh. or go at, at one o'clock in the one morning. o'clock in the morning after you've been drinking. Yes, <laughs> it's the best greasy food for uh, too much drinking. Um, yeah, because I love southern food and mm-hmm. like I want to learn how to make it and make it well, but I know I can't unless I've had it from the source. I wish I could teach you, but I can't because I can't cook Southern food. My mom never let us in the kitchen. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I don't know how she did what she did. Um, We're going to go to a commercial break. Maybe if I continue committing to this fucking bit. This episode of Boo Ha Ha was brought to you by Hanging on a Rope, the debut album from country sensation Crybaby Bridges, featuring hits like Your Heart Is In My Trunk and... My Love Exploded Like a Train. Available from Mod Hughes Records, the label that brought you hit speed metal band to a box full of nipples. Available on cassette at your local record store. Back to the show. So we're going to do an email from a listener. Um, oh yeah, you said it was a beautifully written it email. Is, because um, a lot of them are from people that I know previously, and I know a lot of writers. Oh, okay. So this one is from someone who's getting her master's in creative writing. Or English or something fancy. Um, That's not fair. Well, in the last episode, uh, we had someone write in, and her story was so great. Like, it was better than both of mine. Um, so this is from Bryn. Um, thank you, Bryn. And she she just gets, like, right into it. So, um, begin. So it's just common knowledge that all Girl Scout camps are haunted, right? It's totally a given. Uh, note, I went to a Girl Scout camp. I didn't hear about any ghosts, but... I mean, maybe. 
Um, yeah. There was a camp in Missouri where like three Girl Scouts got martyred um, in like the <laughs> 70s. It's insane. Wow. It's a really creepy story. Um, so the Girl Scout camp I went to for several summers was just a day camp and really just a field with picnic tables, a fire pit, and a bathroom. There was a shed for arts and crafts and stuff, but yeah, a field. Okay. Like I said, it was a day camp, but the last night of the summer, everyone spent the night. Most of the time in the great outdoors, but one time it rained and we had to hijack the senior center adjacent to the camp for the night. I'm still 90% sure no one running that building had any idea that there would be 100 plus Girl Scouts and their moms crowded into the bingo hall. And I didn't know how we all got into the building anyways. There's no breaking and entering badge. (laughs) Moving on. That one bathroom was totally haunted. But see, it was the only it was only haunted at night, and we were never there at night, so proving it was impossible. Because it was completely plausible that the one night people were at the camp that the bathroom witch ghost, no one agreed on a name, but I'm choosing which because you'll find out in a minute, was taking a break from ghosting. Okay. But and this is in all caps, bitch is fucking real. <laughs> I feel like I didn't properly establish in the beginning how fucking creepy that tiny building was. It was just cinder blocks covered with chipping white paint and airbrushed Girl Scouts logo on the side, so no one on the street thought it was a crack den. Other than sweeping or hosing down the sidewalk, I swear this thing had not been touched since like 1980. Nobody liked going to the bathroom at this camp because there were only two stalls and because of an unwavering feeling of foreboding. So it was a tiny, creepy building, and I don't know for sure, but it might actually be a crack den now. <laughs> this is New Mexico, so I wouldn't doubt it. They well, have a lot of meth there. Oh, yeah. I think Florida's got the same problem. <laughs> um, let me set the scene. It's 2002 or so. It's summer. I am young and full of hope and s'mores because it's the last day of camp, and I am going to conquer my fear of sleeping outside, surrounded by strangers. I have my flashlight and my sleeping bag and all that camp shit. I'm ready. Because of said sleeping phobia, I wake up several times in the night for no reason except my idiot brain is alerting me to danger that isn't there. This happens when I try to sleep over with friends, too, and I would always just pretend I woke up because I had to pee. So I went to the bathroom. Like a chump. (laughs) And this is where it goes. (laughs) Now it was... Creepy in the daytime, but at night it was even worse. So much worse. Though I primarily thought this was because it smelled like someone had barfed in there. I saw no puke, but it lingers, you know? So I get into the stall closest to the door in case, like, I need to escape, and then it happens. (laughs) You know that part in the craft where Fruzabalg fills up the other girl's house with pests and it's all gross and shit? I've never seen the craft. I haven't either. I assume there's a scene where she fills up the other girl's house with pests and shit. Okay. Um, I swear this bathroom witch knew my worst fear because I hear a loud bang in the vent above me, then skittering, and a fucking centipede falls into my pants <gasps> as I'm pulling them up. <laughs> they would have heard me scream from three <laughs> states away. <laughs> it gets way better. I want to die. My modest young self kitch- kicks my pajama pants off and leaves them in the stall, and I glance at the mirror before I run out, and I swear I see a shadow. And then another bang, and I hear more bugs just falling to the ground in the stall I was lost in. Oh, God. Just falling on the ground and then using their too many legs to crawl towards me, halting and squirming like confused little zombies, and fuck this, fuck it. (laughs) 
Now you can be like my parents and troop leader and be worried about the pantsless girl running through the field and tell them the centipedes are common in the summer, but fuck you. I was vulnerable and it fucking knew. Oh, that's awesome. So anyway, I quit day camp and then the Girl Scouts to deal with my crippling depression and anime obsession and now I'm writing a novel. <laughs> wow. So it wasn't haunted? It was full of bugs. Um, I believe the theory is that it was a, a witch ghost. And it knew that she was afraid of bugs. Okay. Oh, so how, like, it always shows you what you're afraid exactly. of. This witch ghost yes. does the same. Okay. Um, you might want to check that bathroom for Tim Curry. Yeah, right? I don't know. I'm not afraid of Tim Curry. <laughs> I am not afraid. I was afraid of Tim Curry for a very long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, because of it. And then he was on the couple episodes of Criminal Minds where he was a child murderer. <gasps> that was a great. Oh, and his teeth were Oh, my awful. God. They were awful. Um, and then I saw Rocky Horror Picture Show for the first time. And then fell in and love I'm with okay. him. okay. Yeah. And then well, I remembered he was Nigel Thornberry. Well, you want me to tell you something interesting about him? Always. I met him at MegaCon. Damon and I flew to Florida this past summer just to meet him at MegaCon. But that, I, I can, yeah. Yeah, because he's one of my heroes. I love him. I love him from Clue. I love him from the Rocky Horror Picture Show and from Clue. I also saw Clue around the same time as Rocky Horror, so it, mm -hmm. it helped. Yeah, and uh, I've seen Rocky Horror like uh, like a hundred and three times now. Jesus. Yeah, I've been way too many times. So I've seen I've seen the Rocky Horror way too many. I used to go with my best friend in high school. We were fourteen, and my mom would go, "Why do you want to see this horror film all the time?" And I just now I think back on it, I was like, if my mom knew how much gay stuff that went on in that movie and she knew I was watching it and just like completely fast like I want to date a man that will wear lingerie like that's where I was my at at that point. My mother knew and she's the one who gave it to me. <laughs> you had a cooler mom than I did. My mom was just like I don't see why you want to watch a horror film all the time and I'm like yeah yeah, yeah horror, horror film mom. Film. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Terrible scary. I know where all the scares are now. <laughs> I Actually the scariest part of that movie is it live. Mm. <coughs> Because I do not, like, handle public humiliation well. Oh, wow, yeah. Did you get pulled into something? I have not yet. Uh, okay. I refuse to on the grounds of that happening. Yeah. Because my boyfriend, is, he loves it. Yeah. And he's done it live, like, seen it live. Um, but I know they will pick me out of a crowd in a second. Oh, yeah. They, they look for people who look like they don't want to <coughs> play. Yeah. And I have a look on my face that says, please don't. <laughs> That's that's an invitation. But anyway, what I was going to say was, is when I met him, he smelled so good. Really? He was just a little old man sitting in a wheelchair. He'd oh, already had his strokes yeah. and everything. But uh, yeah, he smelled really good. Really nice man. Like he took a moment to speak to every person. It wasn't just get in here and let's do the picture. Oh, amazing. Like he wouldn't let his handler, he had handlers with him and he wouldn't let the handlers just process people through Amazing. he was very very nice he he goes i like your hair and i go thank because it was purple at the time and i go thank you and he goes it matches the color of your shirt and i was like i guess it does and he's like um are you having fun and i said yeah i was like how are you doing and he goes i'm tired and i'm like i am too and that was it that was my, the extent of my conversation with him and uh, and and i just because i had leaned down to speak to him yeah and yeah. he just he had on a really nice he just smelled really good i love it when you meet your heroes and they are like, they're as good as you imagine them to be. Exactly. I was very happy about that. I met Pat Oswalt once, and I was very nervous because he seems like he'd be a really nice dude, but I was like, he could be a huge asshole. And like, he very well could be. Uh, but... He is the nicest person I have ever met. Oh, that's like, good. He's just such a sweetheart. Oh, that's good. I've heard Ron Funches is an absolute doll. Uh, Ron is one of my favorite people. Oh, yeah? Um, 
so yeah that is our email um do you have a ghost story i have many so i'll just start and you tell me when you're done listening to me how about that the one that i share with damon we both first let me tell you this i'm an ex uh like i don't believe in ghosts anymore I've, which is an interesting thing because i used to i've been on the fence for a while oh. <coughs> I, I know I, it sounds like I'm about to cry, but it's no, just my it's cold. It's your cold, yeah. No, I used to. I used to believe in ghosts, but that was when I was uh, either like trying to figure out religion and trying to figure out my spiritualism, and then I went into Wicca and the paganism. I even looked at Satanism for a while, and like I looked at all these different religions, and I finally was just like, you know what? I don't, I don't believe any of this shit. And when you do that, you kind of have to go, oh, I guess I don't believe in ghosts anymore either, because yeah, yeah. You, if you don't believe in a soul or a spirit, then then that's just all there is. So, but, um, so with that said, these are all experiences before I made it to that point. So I, have, I don't know what happened. I have a very strong belief. Like, I don't believe in ghosts as, like, intelligent things. But right. I believe in um, energy. Like, like leftover energy? Like leftover energy or, like, stuff being on a loop. Mm, like that's if someone, a possibility. If someone dies violently, then I feel like there's a certain amount of energy that gets left behind. Yeah, well, it's, it's, a pro- it's, yeah, it's a horrible thing to happen. <laughs> well, then, this is probably one of those energy... This one, in particular, when I was... Damon and I were living in Florida. Um, we were mid-20s, and I had a Pomeranian since I was 10 years old. Her name was Bridget. And I got married, and then Damon and I had her until I was 31. So... And that dog was, like, 20? She was 21 years old Jesus. when she died. Jesus! And she's toothless, had strokes, her tongue hung out of her head. It was We awful. had a pug like that. Oh, yeah. And c- wouldn't die. Just wouldn't, like... <laughs> I, I took her to the vet, and he was just like... When we finally ended up... Uh, the reason we ended up making the decision to put her down was because she quit enjoying food. Like, she quit getting excited about food. Oh, yeah. And then we'd be like, you want to go out? And that all you had to do was say, out. And that was like, oh, let's go. And um, she would just look at you like, nah, I don't yeah, think like so. Yeah, like she stopped enjoying yeah. stuff. So. so we were like, we took her and put her down. So the night that Bridget got put down was the night that, or was the day that uh, the Harry Potter, the fourth book, The Order of the Phoenix came Okay, out. yeah. And um, I think it was Order of the Phoenix. Anyway, um, <laughs> so my husband and I had Order of the Phoenix. So we had to take her and have her put down. And then we came home. And we got, and when Harry Potter books would come out, my husband and I would pre-order the books and take three days off from work. So all we did was lay in bed and read to each my other. My mom would get them at midnight and then bring us both copies and then I would read them like literally through the entire day. Yep. Mm-hmm. We did the same thing. And so we were both laying in bed and um, we were both reading and the doorbell rang. And if anybody's ever had a small yappy dog, they know if a doorbell rings, they go, you know yeah, real yeah. loud and uh, me and David were both were laying there reading and the doorbell rang and then we both heard because we both looked at each other we both heard bow, 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 and we both looked at each other and Damon goes did you hear that and I went I heard that and we both got up and we looked down the hallway because she would always run down the hallway we didn't see her but she scared it scared the shit out of us and we both yeah, were yeah. just like I heard that dog bark and Damon's like I fucking heard that dog yeah so that's our that's our ghost dog story <laughs> um the biggest one that I've never been able to explain, all I can say is uh, I was either dreaming or it was a, I was asleep or it was a, a strong imagination. I don't know, but 
Maybe uh, sleep paralysis. Maybe sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, I lived on a major highway when I was a teenager. My mm-hmm. mom, it, this sounds really strange, but the house we lived in, we rented. And at some point, there was a major road built through right in front yeah. of this house. And my bedroom faced the highway. Like, I listened to all yeah. night long. And my grandfather was a truck driver, like 18-wheeler truck driver. Mm-hmm. And one night, um, my mom was at work. She worked nights. I was about 17, and my grandfather had just passed away. And I was laying there in bed, and I heard, um, and it wasn't that late, and I sort of got out, I don't think I was asleep, and I heard what sounded like an 18-wheeler come to a stop in front of my house because... And you would know that, what that sounds like. Oh, I know exactly what that sounds like. And it's a, it's a very, very... And there you hear people, you see signs that said, don't release air brakes. Yeah, yeah. That I heard the release of air brakes. And I was like, okay, that's that's really odd. And, it's, and it makes the truck sound like it's settling. Mm-hmm. And then I laid there, and I was like, it stopped right outside the house. And I laid there for a second, and I heard the door open. And then I heard the door truck or the truck door close and I laid there and then I heard a man walk. I, I distinctly heard what sounded like men sized steps yeah. walking up the gravel headed towards our back door. And I laid there and I listened to this person walk around our house. I'm home alone. I'm 17 years old and I'm home alone. And then the back doorbell rang and I I just sat up in bed and I pulled my blinds open and I looked out the window at all the cars and stuff going yeah. by. There was no truck in front of my house. Oh, man. There was no way in hell. I, I called my mother at work from my room and I was like, you have to come home now. And she came home because I was freaked out. And I thought my grandfather came to see me that night. I really do. Oh, shit. I don't know what would have happened if I had rung the doorbell or if I had opened that doorbell after it rung, but... Uh, uh, there, well, there's no way in hell of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I could have... I couldn't lift... I couldn't lift myself up out of bed. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was terrified. Um, that that happened to me the other night. Um, oh, really? I... My I grandfather sh- came to visit you? Yes. Uh, he's a very nice man. Oh, I loved him, yeah. Um, no, I, I shared my, my actual ghost story um, on the first episode, and I haven't had that many, but... The other night, I was, I just finished reading The Shining, or listening to an audiobook, and then I had watched the miniseries, so I am all jacked up on right. Stephen King, mm-hmm. um, and I'm in bed, and I hear, like, a hissing noise coming from my kitchen, which the layout of my apartment is there's the main room, and then, like, a hall, and then the kitchen, and you cannot see into the kitchen from my bed, Mm-mm. and I hear this hissing noise. And my body immediately goes into that, like, tear where you can't move. Mm-hmm. And then I hear, like, a like a rattling. And so I'm like, okay, I'm the only one here. I have to check it out. I am a grown-up. <laughs> and so I, like, run from my bed to the hall so I can put my back up against the, the wall in the hall. <laughs> and scoot my way into the kitchen. I wish I could have been a bug on the wall. <laughs> and it was my crock pot because i had a roast in there that i was cooking overnight and it was boiling over and it was it was hissing and the glass lid was rattling <laughs> on the crock pot it's a perfectly logical explanation uh there mo- uh, most of the time there is <laughs> um hey did you ever go through a vampire phase as in liking vampires, mm-hmm. I am still in that phase. Okay. So, do you love Lestat or do you hate Lestat? Um, I have only seen Interview with a Vampire once. Okay. So, is he the is he Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt? <laughs> uh, he is Tom Cruise. I have 
yeah, he's okay. He's a douchebag. Um, he's a douchebag that you love every once in a while. Do you know what I mean? Like he'll do something that's really kind if you read all the books. Oh, I have friends like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're an asshole most of the time, but you hang out with them because every once in a while they'll do something kind of cool. Yeah, that's the way Lestat is. If you after you get through your Stephen King thing, you need to hit the end I, I know I need to at some point. Yeah. Um, I went through the toilet first. Um, I uh, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> I was so into vampire lore, and uh, there was a point where I was like, you, you, you just kind of when you're sitting around just in your own head and you start thinking about it and you're like sort of god if, if lestat showed up at my door right now i'd be gone there's no way i'd stay in this human form no oh, way yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah i'd be gone so fast and i was laying in bed uh this i was still living in florida at the time and i was laying in bed and it was dark and it was at night and i was laying there and i was i was thinking in my brain about like just the process that everybody talks about becoming a vampire yeah. and all that and my doorbell rang and it scared the snot out of me. And like, I went to the door and there was nobody there. And I was, and Damon's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. But there's that part of your brain where like, when you don't see anybody on your, on your front porch, like you're like, I always assume that it's a murderer who's going to jump out and like grab me. Um, I, I've ne- I never assume that. I'm one of those people that goes rushing headlong into shit. I'm going to die in a horror film someday because I'm all like, what's going on in here? <laughs> and I'm gone. A couple weeks ago, um, I was in my kitchen, like, I think it was like making fucking perfume or something. So I'm like very involved. Mm-hmm. And I hear someone start to open my door and it's locked because I'm not dumb. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that was weird. Maybe the cat just like knocked it or something um but then i hear like scraping and like someone who's trying to get in my apartment and i'm freaking the fuck out so i like text my boyfriend i'm like someone's trying to get in and i grab a kitchen knife <laughs> and i'm like standing there panicking and this goes on for like five minutes and then finally travis texts me back he's like tell them to go away or you're gonna call the police so i'm like holding the knife i'm like creeping up and i don't want to make a lot of noise because they might know I'm home. Like, I don't know what I was thinking with that. And I just lean up against the door. And I'm like, if you don't stop, I am going to call the cops. And I just hear, like, mumbling. And it stops. And then I get home from work the next day. And there is a dozen donuts sitting on my front, like, in front of my door with a note. It was uh, someone who lived on a different floor who was blasted out of their fucking mind. And all of the apartments in my building look exactly the same because we have, like, that fucked up, like, Overlook Hotel, like, mm-hmm. carpeting and everything looks the same. So they, like... They totally got, They yeah. misjudged when they were getting off the stairs. My sister, uh, when she was living in Germany, and I think she was living in, like, um, uh, military housing with her husband, uh-huh. and it, they didn't, hadn't had any kids yet. And I think, she, I think it was her that was telling me that they had gone out one night and they had forgotten to lock the door, which isn't a big deal on mili- yeah. on campus it's you know relatively safe. it's relatively safe and they came home and there was a private passed out on their bed like it looks like he just opened the door went straight for the bed and just fell across it and was it's still in his clothes just <laughs> and they were like uh, i think he miscalculated which was <laughs> um my best friend had someone fall asleep on their doormat and they had to call the building manager to come like wake him up it's horrible. so yeah uh if you have your own ghost story uh email it to boohahapod at gmail.com i love ghost stories um we are also on twitter at boohahapod and i'm told that i needed a facebook 
Facebook page. So that's facebook.com slash boohahapod. Um, if you're someone who owns the Twitter or the Facebook names for boohaha without the pod, please email me. And also, you're a bunch of assholes. <laughs> yeah, you assholes. Remember to subscri- subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever the fuck you're using, and leave me reviews, because I want to know what people like and don't like. And April, where can we find you and your podcast? Uh, you can find me at um, yougonnameow.com. Y-O-U-G-O-N-N-A-M-E-O-W. That's the name of the podcast network. You Gonna Meow Podcast Network. And um, I only have one podcast right now called Bless Your Heart. And that's the one I do with Christopher Boatwright. He's my kind of on-again, off-again podcast partner at this point right now. You guys are hilarious, by oh, the way. Oh, thank you. He kills me. That's, that's why I invited him to do it. He kills me. I, I work better with somebody else um, with me. But um, and you can find us on Facebook at you know Facebook backslash you gonna meow. You can find us on Twitter at Twitter backslash you gonna meow. You can find me on Instagram. Oh, you have an Instagram dot mm-hmm. com backslash you gonna meow. We have an afternoonified Instagram, and like neither of us updates it because. What are we going to do? Like, What are you going to take pictures of? Yeah. I make little promotional posters for each episode of Bless Your Heart, and I put it out there. Oh, shit. That's, that's what I do. That's a good idea. Um, also, if you... This is really strange, and I hope you don't mind me doing this. Oh, no, you, go ahead. You can cut this if you want to, I guess. Um, I'm looking for more podcasts to promote on You Gonna Meow Podcast Network. So if you're looking to do a podcast here in the Portland area, give me a holler. I have the equipment. I can set you up. <laughs> You're renting a, like a studio space, right? Mm-hmm. Which I'm, is insanely professional. I'm really trying to create a company, a <laughs> podcast network, yeah. Um, maybe get some live shows in there someday. Like, those are that's, so much fun. That's um, what I'm hoping for. It's a, it's a pretty small space. It's smaller than what we're sitting in right now. Well, I mean, it's a... But it's just a desk and equipment. Yeah, this fair. is your house. This so. is my entire apartment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. But, uh, yeah, in fact, I want you to come over on Do Bless Your Heart one of these days. I would love to because I love talking even though it sounds like I'm about to, like, die of emphysema right now. Let me ask you, do you have any stories of being stupid? Well, I mean, there was that crockpot story, but Mm. I'm sure there are (laughs) so many other stories. See, that's a Bless Your Heart story. It really is. That is a, oh, bless your heart. I think I blew that Ron Funches story on here. I've done so much stupid stuff that I will come up with. This was, I I have, like, five more ghost stories in the hopper, so if you want to do this again never let me know yes um if this goes well it will be more than a monthly podcast because it's uh so much fun to have people um come over here and uh have to look interested when i read them stories that i wrote i just play with the kitty <laughs> get kitty butt on me and oh yeah she is very good about making herself a cat necklace <laughs> all right so until next month where i believe we will be having i mean we will have another guest and they will be very funny um She's great. So uh, thank you, April. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.